Hello, everyone, and welcome to another chance to discuss uh, blockchain with Daniele Menzi, our advisor for math. So, uh, welcome to everybody that is joining to us from um, our math pages or Spotify or SoundCloud, and, and soon in more places as our uh, little podcast grows in size. So, thanks for your feedback and thanks for participating. Send us, as always, um, email and uh, topics to start discussing as we like after all as daniela likes to, to say this is a foot for thought isn't it daniela absolutely so hi everyone um sorry for my voice first i have to apologize a bit because I'm, I'm i'm i come with a with a terrible throat ache and i'm about to leave to to new york for for almost a week and so hopefully in my trip i will not be even worse out of that yeah, it's a pleasure for me being here because I love the podcast format and I love uh, 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 the tone of your voice, uh, Dario, when we speak about uh, very complicated and technical matters in a, in a show entertainment and, and, uh, and nice fashion as we're trying to do now. Yeah, so really happy to be here. Great. So, well, let's keep it so entertaining. Let's try. I mean, all the home <laughs> yes. only That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, heart, the heartbeat is with you. Well, uh, many topics uh, will we talk about. One of the interesting, um, actually, nature, the DNA of the mobile ecosystem forum is that we do have six main ecosystems. We, we call them such, but they are really interlinked. So when we talk about blockchain, turns out the blockchain um, is equally applicable to all of those existing ecosystems as well. Uh, and one of them, which uh, we wanted to touch base on, is the personal data slash privacy element. So if, if you've been listening or reading from math, uh, you have noticed anything to do with GDPR, uh, for instance, is included in there. All the permission, uh, data permission requests, which is so important in the uh, data age. Oh, here we go. We got uh, a lot of regulation, and we have been covering that also for not just GDPR, but what's happening in California, what's happening in Brazil, South Africa, India, Japan. So we have a, a lot of things to say, but no one as yet that we know has been... Um, and talking about blockchain and personal data, have we missed something, um, Daniele? Is there something we should uh, spend more time thinking? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, this is a very hot topic now, and uh, let me let me start thinking about uh, um, that data. I mean, it's. I mean, we list on uh, from every direction. The data is the new gold, is the new oil, and so on and so forth. Um, what we have to think about data is uh, uh, think about uh, having money and how you manage your money today. Uh, most of the money people manage today is in a digital form. So they manage this electronically using a wire transfer, credit card, and, and kind of wallet. But uh, this does not happen uh, um, as well with regards to data. So this means every time we apply for a product, for a service, which requires us <clears throat> to share our data, so we have to type in or we have to share all the time, so our ID documents, our passport and everything, right? So every time we have to do this and we have to expect or we have to hope sometime that on the other side, there's someone 
which is taking care about our data properly, meaning in compliance with applicable law uh, and applicable rules, which are most of the time country specific. So this means we still rely on someone taking care of us in a, in a way. Then we have experienced on data privacy breach, we have experienced on major problems, but at the end, uh, in my view, the biggest change that the blockchain introduced right now is uh, the ability to put ourselves in control of uh, this data. What does it mean in control? It means you can create your own records and data, organized in whatever manner you want, let's say ID documents, your name, surname, nationality, date of birth, address, everything and anything. You can organize them in a kind of wallet, okay, like you do today with your money, which is even simpler there. And based on specific requirements that every product and service provider is asking you to provide them with, then you can decide what, how, and when to share in full control, okay? So the, the innovation that blockchain provides is number one, to have a wallet which is compatible across different technology, across different blockchains. And number two, puts people in control by the fact that it's, they can or they have uh, uh, access to their private keys. It means they can protect their data and have them under their full control. Okay, so the, the, that's the main, one of the main innovation with regard to data privacy that blockchain uh, uh, introduced, giving the chance to people to rethink how their personal data are being handled to put them in control. That's the main, that's the main thing. Well, that's an interesting point. If we imagine that um, very real-time bidding uh, examples, which we do cover here in, uh, in F, um, has been under scrutiny right now. The fact that your cookies, if cookie disease, but could well be, uh, could be shared and the information linked to that uh, when you go and visit a website with as much as 400, uh, 450 uh, different companies, advertising exchanges that probably will read them to know if they want to bid for your, uh, for placing an advertising in front of them. So the, the scale is, is huge then. And at the moment, yeah. everybody can read them. And what you're saying is instead of just saying, here is a blank check, here's my, here's my two pence worth of information um, to the internet, uh, you'll be saying, I will be approving who can see it or what, yeah. what reason. Like yeah, correct. I mean, if you ask, just make a survey. I mean, we can make it for fun. And we ask every of our friends, or we can take a poll out of 10, for example, and we ask any of them uh, to tell us what Facebook, what WhatsApp, what YouTube, uh, and all these websites, uh, you can take others, uh, how and, and for which purpose they use your data. When you accept cookies, uh, what is meant to be on the other side? Uh, the true fact is that people don't know. So they don't know how, when, and, and what, actually. So in fact, uh, the key is making sure you get this under control because this is an asset which is as valued as money now and in the future. So we cannot uh, believe that uh, uh, um, this is still a valuable asset by keeping out of control of people, okay? So the key, the key here is to 
explain uh, to people that uh, uh, there is a different way to do that. And uh, having product uh, um, at scale, product meaning product and platform at scale, which can leverage upon this new setup, allows a brand change also on how to comply with regulation. Because right now, if you are a data processor, if you're on the other side of the customer, so if you are, uh, let's say a website, you have to comply the way you, um, the way jurisdiction uh, uh, sentence in a way. So this means uh, the data processor on the other side uh, is uh, meant to comply with applicable, applicable. But if this, there is a shift on who holds the data, on who grant permission, uh, according to certain rules, this means you no longer have to comply with being an enterprise because at the end, you just have to ask not to comply because technology ensure compliance and regulation. So I'm, I'm trying to repeat myself many times with the regulators from different parts of the world. So there is a, a better, let me say, system to comply with the existing law with less and less controls and with less and less cost uh, to the enterprise. Well, let me stop you there because I think I, well, first I would like to remind, remember uh, whoever listens that if they want to know what people uh, think that their data is being uh, new, used or not used, um, we do have uh, surveys for 10 countries worldwide. It's available in the Consumer Trust survey every year for the last six years. MEF has been doing something, so have a read. Um, but on your point, so coming back to now, really getting excited there, Daniela, now. So it means that there is a solution to make it all of these easier. And it seems to be easier, both for the consumer, I mean, whether when we've gotten back to be how realistic and practical for the consumer to be, <clears throat> to give in single access to information, but, but at least feasible. And then also, to the industry because I don't know of any simple or applicable uh, examples of a solution that runs and distributes information like this. So is it too good to be true? Does it exist? Fortunately or unfortunately, it depends how you see this. I mean, I would say fortunately, uh, it exists and, uh, and it's already been deployed. So, um, I mean, just, uh, just to talk about something real, um, this morning, I was uh, talking with uh, a major player uh, in the in the IT space, and uh, uh, they are selling, um, let's say, IT solutions for uh, small and medium enterprise and also to retail in the areas of uh, cybersecurity and data protection as a whole. Um, and then they, they 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 were asking me exactly this. How can I, how can we uh, provide our customers kind of a tool which allow them to comply with the GDPR in this case, because we're in Europe and uh, <clears throat> that has to be affordable, has to be quick, has to be simple. They don't have to mess up with integration and anything uh, with, uh, with any tool they're using. Well, and I say it's, it's, it's extremely, it's extremely simple. So, uh, um, you have a user interface, you just have to type in if you want to type, otherwise there's also an API to import data. Uh, every data you put there, then you protect with a, with a private key and data are, let's say, collected in a sort of wallet. And then wallet 
it can be integrated with uh, with any third party application so this is something which is already which is already working um is a is a product let me say like this that uh, uh we have been developing for a period of time but uh, uh let's say the idea is not brand new so the idea to protect data using cryptography using private private keys to give to clients and then put the data into a wallet and give the wallet uh, permission to the to those that owns private keys this is the fund, the foundation of how blockchain works so, so and as there's a matter of ux and ui to put on top and the apis to talk with external parties so the idea is not new so let, let me then take back to, to this level so you could deploy blockchain today uh, because I say the concept of blockchain is not new. You could deploy it on personal data. Uh, would you then need maybe an opportunity? Is it would you need a de facto standard or a standard, or it doesn't matter from the beginning for B two B implementations? So no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. So the key here is how you structure the data mm -hmm. and uh, what level of permission you give to whom <clears throat> and uh, and what are what are the flows uh, back and forth uh, for example if you owns data <clears throat> and then you don't have an authentication on on the other side that ask you can you give me permission to abcd then um, it's it's a weak setup because if you don't know who is on the other side then you might say yes to someone that you don't know and then uh, you have a weak interaction so this means in order to give access to your data, you should have kind of strong, let's say, authentication on the other side to make sure that the party that is asking you permission to do something is being vetted and authenticated. So, so let me give yeah. you an example of where we would, for instance, apply. Let's say that I am a brand, I could be even a, a telecom operator, and I want to, yeah. to run a, a lead um, um, marketing campaign. I want to somebody to call or to send SMS to, to people. Now, this list is very important to me, and not just important to me, but uh, the fact that it, I might be fined if, if I give it to somebody, which is a, a party which is going to be reselling it if it's information or doing something which it shouldn't be doing. With a blockchain wrapper, I will be able to protect my list. Uh, yes. So I give you I give an example. I give you an example. That is the use case I'm working on right now. So let's say you are a telco operator, okay, and you want to do a campaign uh, against your um, customer base, okay. Let's make the example that all of your clients of your mobile operator have, let's say, this application that protect their personal data from external use, from whoever, okay? So if you want to send them this type of advertisement, and let's say now I'm talking about in the future scenario, so instead of, uh, um, uh, as happens today, to be, uh, kind of uh, accepted uh, at the beginning so to give permission to send uh, commercial emails to these clients with flag then uh, in fact you have to ask specifically you can do it once for a recurring campaign or you have to do one at a time because the user can configure this for example i don't want anyone to send me recurring emails and every time you're about to send me an email you have to ask me permission that's a possible setup 
or uh, I give you permission to send me as many commercial emails as possible because I'm authorized to do so. At the end, what has to be done is you have the enterprise and then you have the consumer. Both of them should talk the same language, okay? It's a very simple, it's an API-based query. So uh, the standard is uh, to start explaining that this standard is not, uh, let's say, company-specific. This means if I have a company that developed this app that gives a permission provided that private keys are um, from the client authorize these, uh, let's say, uh, advertisement campaign, uh, at the end, the data is on uh, Ethereum blockchain. So what we are doing as a provider, we provide the wallet, we provide, let's say, the solution that wrap all this technology into a wallet, into, uh, into a user interface. But at the end, uh, the main asset is the data, which is not in our control, but it's in the customer control. If we will disappear as a company, the main asset will stay alive as long as the client has uh, private keys. So this means the wallet is in full control of a client, regardless of the provider, which is in the back and in the front. And, and that's all based on probably the only missing piece, if I'm guessing right, on a new user experience, which will allow the, you know, the control from a user. Is that, that's, is that the only missing yeah. Uh, yes. But, but this is a, this is a, I mean, um, I'm, I'm sometimes I'm, I'm extremely criticized about the fact that into this case, to me, user experience is a commodity. Okay. Mm. Is not the key differentiator here. The key differentiator is the mindset of the people. That's not commodity. Wow. Interesting. So we position if, if people understand that they can, so you change, uh, you change, uh, is a paradigm shift here. So this means we change the way things are being structured as of today. I mean, as until today, we're in silosis. So as you know, the same story. So we start from a need that uh, we build a product and then we do a nice experience and then we go to market and experience to people. Here we revert. We go to people and say, hey, look, there is a better way for you to keep your data under control. Do you like it? Yes. And then you explain how. User experience, it's still custom, it's still brand specific. And to me, I mean, from Google onwards, it's becoming more and more commodity. It has to be simple and, and easy, okay? But at the end, what really makes the difference here is to change how people behave. And that's not UI, that's mindset. So let's see if we can change some of the mindset. Uh, interestingly, back to the work of, of math, uh, we've been very, um, careful in telling uh, the industry what people are thinking. Just yeah. to give a quick of a highlights for our listeners, um, if you want to download the different consumer trusts, you will see them being the consumer trust ben benchmark survey from 2019. So data from 2019, the year of a, of a big scandals. Um, a lot of people really started to ask for more control. If not, at least they were more concerned about the data. Let's put it like that. Um, but the result from the following year, so that's the 2019 survey itself, showed that uh, users are going back to what they used to be, thinking that, uh, yes, I'm still not happy. I don't think my data is secure. I don't trust almost anybody. That's what he seems to be saying. Right. That's, that's perfect. Because
because I mean, if you think about, I have no solution. No, no, I don't I have wasn't given much of a control. So <laughs> how can I say anything with it? There is a there is a solution. There is a solution for that. And we we need there to is talk. solution for that. We need to start. <laughs> Well, fair enough. So there is a solution. There is at least there is an idea of the solution. And I would say that and Daniela can do more discussions to do, to support what the real solution is. Um, so let's let's ask you, so all of our members to to join in on, on the debate. Um, obviously, uh, we do have our monthly call at MEF, uh, a working group meeting on personal data and identity, and blockchain will be a topic there. Yeah, if you think, uh, and, and, and then if you think about it, if you ask people uh, to be in control, of course, in a simple manner, because if you get uh, uh, people's life more complicated, they will say, no, I don't want to have, I, I would do prefer someone else, you know, take the ownership to do that. They have to pay for that and they have to ensure I mean, my data probably handled, but at the end, people will not be happy because they will still not be, let's say, completely at ease. They will not trust and they will always say, hey, something wrong. And then there will be, you know, bad perception, bad trust uh, towards uh, the processor, the enterprise. And, and then, I mean, it's like a catch-22, uh, um, let's say, process. But yeah. what if we said, uh, me as an enterprise, I focus on my core business. This is for me as an overhead of cost because I have to comply with the law to make you happy. And even if I'm complying with the law, you're not happy as well, right? So but if I should not... The negativity sorry? and these yeah. complex and yeah. effectively not helping situation where everybody is losing face with the customers because we haven't found it. Yeah, so there is a different way. That's the main takeaway for me. And that's the mindset element I was yeah. mentioning before. There is, in my view, a more efficient and a better way with, with, to comply with applicable laws by changing the way we comply. So from the technology standpoint, so using technology as its best to reverse how to comply with and putting people in control of their data, in my view, and we do see this, it's a better way to comply. So then it's a matter of how who and what, how you do that, uh, when you're going to do that, at which point in time people feel this, you know, they use it in a, uh, with properly manner, they feel at ease and so on. And this is purely a matter of mindset, education and explain to people because technology wise, solution is already there. Well, it's a very positive discussion on this side on, on, on blockchain, I think as a user as well. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, members out there uh, that are business dealing with personal data. I think everybody will sigh with relief um, of the idea that the, the question could be solved. So we have positive news. It will yeah, yeah. So what are, what are, I mean, uh, to get, yeah. go ahead, Daniel. No, I was saying that the, so the main message to, to, to share with, uh, with users, with members, with people, is that blockchain cannot solve everything by its own. At the end, blockchain uh, is a technology which is of a big help, um, but uh, there is a philosophical element behind it that uh, one of the main fundamental benefit that blockchain provides that is to put people in control of their asset. And for me, data is one of the key assets of people as well as money. Well, which is uh, perfectly in line with um, the MEF um, personal data uh, framework. So 
I think um, even if you weren't, we would ask you to come and back, but as there's such a great assonance, Daniele, we'll have to come back and I think we'll have to discuss more. Possibly we'll have to include more voices to this debate because I think you're right, personal data and blockchain seems to have a lot of promising um, opportunities, but there is a lot of mindset and sharing, educating that probably needs to be done at the same time. So We are here to change. We are here to change. <laughs> Well, fantastic. So it's probably all the time we have today as we don't want to keep you too much of your time of your listeners, but um, the conversation continues other um, in the forum in the opportunity to, to write to us, to talk to us or to meet us face to face in our different events. So uh, do visit uh, www.mobileecosystemforum.com. We don't make our URL easy, but we know we're pretty uh, smart people, so you, you'll work it out. And Daniele, thank you again. Thank you, Dario. Thank you, guys. Take care. We'll speak soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. -bye,